My sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked and stood in their midst and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and bring your hand and put it into my side and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief, you may have life in his name. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What difference does Easter make? What difference does the presence of the risen Lord in our lives make? On this first day of the week, having witnessed his death, his shameful, horrible death, and waited through the long, almost unending Sabbath, and hearing the strange news from the women that the tomb is empty, the church is locked inside a room, trembling in fear. And not just fear, because there had to be so many other emotions that were going through that collection of disciples. Incredible disillusionment. Because the one they had put all their hopes in had been crucified and humiliated. Profound and deep shame, no doubt. Because they who thought they had courage were proven and exposed as the worst of cowards. Confusion and doubt. Could he possibly be alive? No way. They're a mess. They're broken. They're terrified. They are ashamed. They are probably angry as well. 
angry that they had thrown their lives away, angry at him for not being what they expected him to be. Devastated. And he stands among them and gives the first and the greatest gift of Easter to them and to us. Peace be with you. Into those mix of horrible negative emotions. Despair and devastation, disillusionment and disappointment in themselves and in others. The risen Christ speaks peace. And with that peace comes an abundance of mercy. A reassurance of forgiveness. And then comes the gift of the spirit. And then they are sent to bring that same peace and that mercy and that forgiveness everywhere they go, to everyone they meet, without condition, without, ex without exception, without anyone deserving it. That's the difference that Easter makes. And yet we see, as the story continues, that their first missionary activity to one of their own, one who was just like them, who had experienced everything they had experienced, is for them a miserable failure. Thomas, when he returns and they try to share this good news that indeed the Lord has appeared to them and offered them peace and had forgiven them and was alive, Thomas meets that with a stubborn, resistant refusal to receive the gifts of Easter. It's hard to know what that week was like between that first night and the next week when Jesus returns again with Thomas with them. Did his stubbornness just keep growing? Did his resistance become stronger with every effort they made to convince him? Did they get exasperated and frustrated with Thomas because of his refusal to believe? Were they returning again to their sense of being failures and disappointments and cowards? But in the presence of Jesus, in the presence of the risen Christ, all of Thomas's stubbornness goes away. It just melts like butter. And he allows himself to be broken and crushed, giving up his resistance. And with the resistance gone, faith comes pouring out. And with the faith, the openness that it brings, those great gifts of Easter belong to him. Starting with peace, moving to mercy, Experiencing forgiveness, receiving the Holy Spirit, and being sent. And all of it accompanying this emotion that maybe they never ever had before this emotion called joy. Joy in the face of no good reason to be joyful, for they're going to face great trials and tribulations. But the greatest difference that Easter makes 
is that it offers us these great gifts of peace, mercy, forgiveness, the Holy Spirit, which may change absolutely nothing outside of us. The world continues to be what it is. But with the gifts of Easter, we can be transformed inside so that those things that cause us fear no longer make us afraid. And those things that cause us to resist and be stubborn melt like butter. And those things that make us believe that we are unforgiven and cowards and losers and disappointments are overcome with great mercy. And the real sign of an Easter people is sheer joy, incredulous joy. But that joy comes not from outside of us, but from within us. And so wherever we might have ourselves locked up, and wherever we might have our defenses raised and resistance because of shame and fear and doubt and confusion, let us look and see the risen Christ in our midst right there and allow ourselves to receive peace, mercy, forgiveness, the Holy Spirit, and become people of sheer incredulous joy.